Oi, oi, I'm Emma Millen, and welcome to yet another episode of your independent podcast. In this week's episode, we chat to the North East's finest, Filth Like, ahead of his birthday gig at Independent on Saturday, the 23rd of October. So, enough for me, here's Filth Like. Anyone that doesn't know who Filth Like is, who are you? What are you all about? Right. Um, well, yeah, I'm Filth Like from Sunderland, living in Manchester at the minute. Started recording music when I was in Manchester. You know, after playing around with, you know, bars and stuff at, uh, at open mics and all the rest of it for a few years before that in the Northeast, been releasing music for about, well, you know, COVID allowing. I haven't really put anything out this year but yeah for the past three years I think it's three it's going, going to be not on about three years now I've been in the limelight or uh, so to speak yeah just been like gigging just been do, doing a few gigs mainly in the northeast and I did my first I, I did my first one outside of the northeast uh, like about a, a week and a half ago now and yeah we're Sick. just doing things doing nice. bits. so going back to when you first decided you know I, I'm gonna I want to get into music what made you decide you want to do that I don't know. Like I, I think about seven years ago, I just uh, I realized that I wasn't ha- I wasn't happy in, in in my life. Like you know what I was doing. You no, know, I, I was working away a lot, living almost like a sensible life. But like you know, without going too far, too much into it, yeah, I just I I, I I wasn't happy, and so as a result of us not being happy, uh, you know, I, I started to when I vent to people, I vent to people, right? But like in, in terms of like recording my feelings and stuff like that, like I'm not I'm not very good at like. I'll tell people how I feel, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I just scratch the surface of it. And yeah, I just, I just start, I started writing, you know, poems. Now I've been writing poetry since I was, since I was a kid. I don't feel like I'm very good at like public speaking. Like, you know, although I like, although I'm, I can recite my stuff in terms of like coming up with stuff off the top of my head and talking, you know, speak, you know, speak, speaking like that. I always find it's, like I stutter a lot and I, I was, you know, I really kind of like, it's almost like I'm trying to get everything that's in my head out in one go and it comes out in people's faces just like. So yeah, from being a very young age, I, I, I always, I'd recited poetry since I was six. My granddad was like a big influence on us. And then uh, at school there was, um, there was like a class for like poetry and, and um, elocution and all of that. And that really got me into like the, knowing about like like learning about the structure of poetry like from seven from seven years old so you know even though like what i talk about now it's nothing like um it's nothing like what i was writing when i was a kid um you know the the kind of the, the groundwork was in then and like i did that up until i was about like uh, i know that the, the teacher left me school when i was about 12 13 so i kind of like lost the I lost the educational side of it, but I, I still continued on. I still continued on just, just writing, you know, like every time like something came to us or yeah, just like, you know, if I, I really needed to get something down rather than, rather than bogging a load of people down with it, I'd just put it, I'd just write it down and then I'll put it away. I mean, put my notebook away, you know, like, and to be honest, I don't know where any of those notebooks are now, you know, they might be in my mum's loft somewhere or, or whatever. It'd be really interesting to have a look, but at the same time, don't know if I want to, <laughs> like, you know, it's, just, uh, it's one of those, like, 
like a little Pandora's box kind of thing. So yeah, like fast forward, like at, at uh, 16, 17, I started like getting introduced to like, you know, I started meeting a lot of friends. We had like a big group, a massive group of friends um, from like the uh, like NSF days and people who know about that know about that. I'm not going to go into all of that type, but there was a lot of like BMXers and, and uh, skaters. Uh, there was graph writers, rappers, ravers. And like, I kind of like, I was a bit of a skater and I was a bit of a raver and I was, you know, I was like, and, I started hearing people rapping in like northeast accents, so that was like my first exposure, you know, like probably like 1999, 2000, which is like a bloody lifetime away now. And it like it made me think about my poems, you know, and like how, like, you know, although like I wasn't writing anything like what they were, it then kind of opened my eyes, you know, because I don't even like I've been, I've been listening to rap music since I was like six, seven as well, but like it's all Wu Tang and you know, Biggie and, and you know, like all the American, American stuff. And I'd heard like English, you know, I'd heard British rappers, you know, like um, Firelight Cypher, London Posse, Rodney P, like, you know, like all these like amazing acts from like Birmingham and, and London. And but I'd never heard anybody from the Northeast. I'd never, up until I was, yeah, 15, 16, um, you know, like the, the, the kind of coming of age years, you know, where you're out hanging around in parks and, you know, outside the SO garage and, you know, like up the jetty, up, in, up near Doxy Park and, you know, just here, there and everywhere around Sunderland. You're bumping into all these different people. And then, like, yeah, like, I, I, there was a, an album, I can't remember the name of it, but it was by NEA, North East Alliance. Like, listening to, like, you know, like South Shields accents and, you know, Newcastle accents and, you know, like um, like Sunderland and even, like, Yakka accents, like, on, on beats just blew my mind. You know, like it really blew my mind, and then that kind of it influenced me. Like, right, but I never ever like it was the same as all my poems. I never ever shared anything when when I was that age. Like, if anything, I was like intimidated. I thought I was a bit shit to be honest. Like, so I would never, I would never do it. Sometimes I'd like let a couple of raps out when I was like, you know, at turbulence in Newcastle, in like in the toilets. You know, I'd hear kids rapping, and like I'd go and I'd spit a couple of bars, and then like and, and like, I'd do it, and like just leave them with that, and then piss off. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like and, and, and like that was kind of. Yeah, what I did. I remember like going to the hip hop room at Turbulence and Stigger the Dumb. You know, um, like I, I, you know, he's probably like the one that a lot of people around the country have heard of. You know, out of the north, like out of the northeast. Even though he's not really from the northeast, you know, he was repping the. He's been repping the northeast, and he has got partial Geordie Twang to 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 what he does. Like he used to run the hip hop room, and I'd go up there like I was off the head, and I'd, I'd go up and I'd be like, "Hey, let us on the mic." And he'd be like, he'd just look at the tip one, look at this and go, no, you're all right, like, you know, like, I'd be like, it probably did us a favourite, to be fair, because that, that may have destroyed, you know, what was to come. Anyway, I kind of stopped going out when I was 19. I settled down a bit, you know, started working away and, like, got my head down and, yeah, like, lived a bit of a, like, honestly, if you saw us, like, like seven, eight years ago, like, you'd, you'd be like, yeah, like, I looked older, you know, and, like, I just kind of left it all behind. So yeah, anyway, like my life changed a bit. And obviously when I stopped working away, I started playing cards. I was like, I was I was going down the garden casino and playing poker, playing poker, and like, you know, earn a crust. And that's kind of where kind of just before, like just before that, I'd start I'd started writing. Like my social life changed a lot, started going out a lot, you know, meeting people, meeting new people and stuff. And it was a it was actually a trip to Malaysia and um, where I met I, I, I linked up with Miles 110% one of like my you know, big influences from back when I was a, a teenager. Um, he was out in Malaysia, living out there at the time. And I'd been writing, I'd started writing a little bit. So when I met up with him, I was gassed to tell him, I was like, mate, I said, I've been writing, you know, like, 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 what do you reckon? 
So I started spitting bars at him and he's like, you know, his, his face was like shit, like, you know, like, he's, so he's like, right, well, I'm coming back to shoot a video, like, in a few months. So when we're, when we're back, like, we'll link up. And that's when I bumped into 90 Bro and uh, Raza, yeah, and and then, like, I, I think I, I'd, I'd met Corey as well when they were they were recording the track. And that's when I started, like, meeting this new breed of, like, of, of 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 rappers, you know the current the current kind of stock of of what was going on, and I was like, wow, like you know, like because I don't really like pay much attention to what being, what went on between me being nineteen and what 30, 30, 31. you know. So there's this massive gap, you know, like a massive 12, 13 year gap where you know, like I didn't have a clue what was going on, and you know, then it's when like I kind of became aware of like Lee Hawthorne on Spark, and I was like, well, shit, there's actually like there's radio shows playing like Northeast music. And I was like, oh man, that blew my mind. It spurred me on, but then, you know, start taking me writing seriously. From being introduced to you, you know, I did the interview at Spark with you. You did like a little live session with us. It was incredible. And since then, obviously I went and listened to Worldwide Waster. And as you say, it's so different. Every song is different and every song takes you on a, a different journey. And I want to know, you're obviously proud where you're from. You rap in a Northeast accent. It's, it's incredible to hear. And you obviously talk about back in the day when you were younger, you heard people rapping in a Northeast accent and you changed it. And you had that changing part of your life. And you thought, I can do this now. What part did you think? I always think when I'm going to bring music, I'm going to make sure everyone knows where I come from. Yeah, I sometimes feel like because you listen to bands, right, from the northeast, right. The the most current example is Sam Fender. Sam Fender tells the story of the northeast so well. I'm going to see him on Sunday wow. for like I don't know. It must be the sixth or seventh time now. Like I, I love him. Like I I you know and I love I love his is like raw kind of bio like it's a biograph autobiography biography of the northeast life. You know like and he, he's a you know he's probably had a different upbringing to me we've all you know but we all see almost everybody says the same thing everybody knows the same things and it is very unique to like to where to, to where where we're from I mean there are similarities with other you know with, with other cities and stuff you know but everybody does things just ever so slightly differently you know there's like slight different attitudes you know I found that living down in Manchester and all the rest of it I love that side of music I love that I love I love I love the representation of the, the north of of where you're from, and that that can be good and bad, you know. Like it doesn't all have to be. It, it's not all fucking rosy. It's not all rosy. It's not rosy down here at all. It's not rosy down in London. It's not rosy in Birmingham. It's not ro- rosy. It's not rosy like in any of the, the small towns. But it is rosy as you know. There's beautiful. There's there's a beauty in everywhere as well, and it, I I find that you've got to, you've got to have our balance in your storytelling, you know, you've got to tell people about the shit parts as well as the good parts, you know, because we all, we, you know, we all have good things and bad things going on in our lives. And the challenge is when you're telling the story is to make it relatable, try and tap into that person's experiences, you know, without giving away too much about, although I give away pretty much everything, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Freaking out, like, when mum listened to Worldwide Waster and all my aunties and that, where they were like, God, we didn't realise how much you, you've gone through. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, well, you know, like, yeah, like, there's a, a, almost like a, a kiss and tell, not kiss and tell, but do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that kind of like, like coming to terms, like, you know, me coming to terms, all the shit that's, that, that's gone on. But as well, like, not saying that at all, shite, because it's made us who I am. Yeah, that's, that's the top and bottom of it. And the Northeast made us who I am. 
You know, I've been all over the world. I, I always end up back, back in, in Sunderland. And like the title, Worldwide Waster, that's, it's like a reference to no matter where I've been in the world, I've always managed to get up to the same daft nonsense that I've got all, got all back at home. Like, I've, you know, you can, take, you can take the lad out of Sunderland, but you can't take the Sunderland out of the lad. Absolutely, yeah. 100% agree. Um, and obviously, you're coming back to Sunderland. You're coming to Independent very soon. How does that feel yeah. to get back in your hometown? Yeah, Independent, 23rd of October. I bloody can't wait. Uh, the last gig I did in in, in, uh, in Independent was was in October as well. It always like, seems that like whenever Ben gets in touch with us for a game, it's always around about. It's like uh, we've got a few dates in October, and I'm like, well, that's my birthday month. My birthday is October the 21st for anybody who wants to get us a, a card or shower us <laughs> shower us in love. Like um, I know what the last I know what the last one. So the last one was about October October the 22nd. 20, uh, it was on my birthday, and I forgot to mention it was my birthday. <laughs> I always do. I always like. It's always like, when I come off stage, I'm like, "Fuck, man!" There's loads of things I should have, but I just get that lost in like, you know, just just having a good time. That like, I just have a good time. I mean, it's not about my birthday; it's about the music. But you know, now that now that I mention it on air for anybody who's watching, it's like just uh, if I, if I don't mention it's my birthday, just fucking I don't know, like I don't know. <laughs> Tannoy <quite> out. <laughs> just say like, just 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 shout happy birthday or something like you know. Like, It'll remind us that it is my birthday and how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about the gig, though. Yeah, 23rd of October, independent. Uh, What's to come? Have we got some, you know, we've had Worldwide Waste. Is there new stuff in the pipeline that you might practice or what's to come? Um, well, there's a, tra- there's a track that I've played at the, last, uh, uh, at the last few gigs. I keep on saying this is my next single. It's really, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard at the minute, like, um, uh, like, I've been waiting for it to be finished for for a while, like mixing and mastering, uh, to get done. I I really want to tell people I've got I've got I've got stuff coming. I have got stuff coming. When it comes, I don't know. Cause I had a phone call, phone call off on him, and he's like, "Mate, when I I need more music," and I'm like, "I know, I do as well." I think timing's really important. Like, you know, uh, like as as the year gets comes to a close, I don't just want to put one track out and then people be waiting for ages. You know, I have got things in the cooper. I've got collabs in the cooper. You know, like um, like so, I have got an album. I've got a body of work. You know, the tracks that I put out last year, um, are all part of an album. All of the little filler tracks are done. Um, you know, it's just a continuity because you know, worldwide waste was just about me going and you know being being the daft lad downtown like kind <laughs> of thing. Uh, the come down is is kind of the reflection of, of that. So yeah, I'm, like I don't know if I've mentioned that my, my album's called the Come Down, but it was the it, that was the outroar track of um of Worldwide Waste. It was called the Come Down. So yeah, I wanted to start where start where that ended. <laughs> for anyone that uh, hasn't got tickets yet um for your gig, what do you say to them? What are you gonna expect? What are we gonna see? Right. Um. So yeah, Independent, twenty third of October, uh, two days after my birthday, we've got Jack Fox who is a local legend, you know what I mean? The most multi-talented rapper of all time, like, you know, and Dead Wet Things, Pablo Parker, like, the one of the sickest front men, you know, in Sun- in Sunderland, like, exactly my type of music, you know, proper Sunderland, proper Northeast, proper storytelling, you know, punk, punk as fuck. Yeah, that's what we've got. We've got, we've got two fantastic acts on, Back in the home of of of, of the sesh of the blue pint, super super excited. It's a uh, seven pound on the do- uh, seven pound on the door, 
Um, but I'm, I'm an, I, you know, um, on the post, there's there's a link for online tickets as well, I, I believe. Please come. Also, get on my socials if you haven't already. Uh, filth underscore like on Instagram. Like, like Filth on Twitter. I don't... I only really use Twitter for uh, ranting about uh, the Anko, the Anko Taldi at the minute, though. So, like, <laughs> there's not a lot of music on there. But you know, if you want entertainment about me, you know, giving giving customer services a a, a load of grief, then yeah, and yeah, Phil Flight on Facebook, Facebook. That's and I think that's that's where you're going to get all of the information. Um, well, all that's left to say is good luck, really. Emma, lovely, lovely to see you again. Thanks for having us again, and yeah, here's to the next one. The amazing Phil Flight chatting to me there. As he said, he will be playing right here at Independent on Saturday the 23rd of October with support from Jack Fox and Dead Wet Things. It's not one to miss, so for tickets, head over at www.independentsunderland.com. And you can keep up to date with everything that's going on at Independent by following our Instagram at weareindependent. Next week, I'll be chatting to one of my favourite lasses, here in the North East scene. I'll see you then.